I think boundless curiosity is the main ingredient, being open to what's out in the world and how things work and what people are doing and how people are living and how people are experiencing life. Moving the Needles presents Sewing Change, a podcast exploring change in all of its forms. Change can be small, subtle, and nuanced, and we're here to show you that you can be a change maker wherever you are. I'm your host, Toffee Char, and on the show today, Sandina Robbins. Sandina is the host of Woman Rising Radio, a DJ and CEO of her company, Muse SF. Before that, she was the Director of Communications for the San Francisco Unified School District. She's also lived in Mexico City for more than a decade, working as a foreign correspondent for public radio. Sandina, welcome to Sewing Change. Thank you so much, Toffee. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It's so great to have you. So I, I know that you have worked in radio for so long. So I think my first question for you is, how does it feel to be on the other side of the interview since I assume usually play the role of the interviewer and host. It's always odd to be on this side of the microphone. Well, I'm so I'm so glad that you're, you're <laughs> stepping a little bit out of your comfort zone to be to be here today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you've had a career that spanned lots of cities to countries, and you've been in various roles. Um, can you give us a quick rundown of what roles and positions positions you've done? Yeah, my career has been a little bit kind of like a river meandering along, but there's definitely been a thread of continuity, and I think that's around communication. I've always been interested in both the written and spoken word. Um, I remember as a very young child, probably about four or five years old, banging on my mother's old typewriter and wanting to be a writer. Um, so yeah, that's something that's always been really important to me and has carried me through my various iterations and career changes. That's so wonderful having that memory of, of hanging on your mother's typewriter. <laughs> uh-huh. The old, old ones, the manual ones I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the keys would get stuck together. It was a lot of fun. Um, So out of all the roles that you've done so far, what do you think has been your favorite role and and why? I feel like I've really been blessed to enjoy almost all of my jobs. Um, I think that when you are able to kind of carve out your own career niche, um, you're able to partake in the enjoyment of it much more so than when you take a job because you have to. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been very lucky um, to have, I wouldn't say figured out how to do, but I've made it happen. And it's, it's kind of organically happened over the years Mm -hmm. that I've just been able to find different niches with my skill sets that um, are very enjoyable to me, that I don't see it as, you know, a grind or 
uh, necessarily work. I'm definitely that it's work and you put in a lot of time and it's hard at times or challenging, mm -hmm. but it's also been very interesting and enjoyable. Mm. I was hearing one thing sort of coming out of that when you were talking and you said with your skill set, you feel like this is something that aligned with your skill set. So Mm -hmm. for those out there who might be interested in going down the route of radio or communications or journalism, what skills do you think would be helpful to have to pursue a career in this field? I think boundless curiosity is the main ingredient. Being open to what's out in the world and how things work and what people are doing and how people are living and how people are experiencing life. Um, those are, to me, the most important ingredients of being a journalist or a storyteller. Mm. And um, the training that you need for those kinds of fields can take shape in different forms. I think everyone has to figure out their own path, whether they, you know, take college courses or sign up for workshops or just workshop their work. There's different ways that people come to it. I think it's all valid. I think the main thing is just really having a passion for communicating and telling stories and putting information out into the world and hopefully uh, information that's useful. Mm. I know you mentioned you didn't have sort of a favorite role that you've done, but was there sort of a highlight um, in your career where, where you just you know, it was just a very high point where you got very excited about the work you did or you completed a very important project. Well, I never expected to be a war correspondent, but when I was in Mexico working as a correspondent in public radio, uh, to everyone's surprise throughout the world and even in Mexico, there was a uprising of indigenous people in southern Mexico and Chiapas in 1994 it was the Zapatista uprising. Going to Chiapas and covering that was a really unique experience and one that um, really opened my eyes to what journalists do when they put themselves in dangerous situations and unknown situations and gave me a lot of even more respect for journalists because it's one thing to be a journalist covering local news or even national news but when you go into a danger zone or a war zone or covering an earthquake or different kinds of situations like that where people's lives are on the line that's a different kind of exposure that is is very challenging and you don't know what's going to happen next and you don't know if you're gonna be a casualty in that story, which many journalists are covering wars or different conflict zones or situations. So I really have a lot of respect for the field of journalism and the journalists who are willing to put their lives on the line to get the story out. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people take for granted the work that journalists do when they do put themselves on the front line to get coverage to get a story. Since you were a, a war correspondent working in these situations that you've described, was there ever a time when you felt like this wasn't for you or that you couldn't do something? 
Well, I definitely thought about situations that I did not want to put myself in because I was a mother of young children at the time. And going to a country that was literally at war was um, not something I wanted to do. And I made that clear to my editors. The situation in Chiapas just happened so fast and no one knew what was going on that I just went for it. And when we don't have good journalism and, and brave journalists out there willing to, to cover the stories, anything can happen in the shadows. So when we don't have an eye on it, we don't know what kind of abuses of power, excesses of violence are happening. Just like when we, before we had telephone cameras recording police abuses, we heard about it here and there, but we didn't see it, like in the case of George Floyd's murder. So it was harder to believe that it was happening. That's the important role of, of professional journalists and citizen journalists. Everyone can tell a story. And with all the different media platforms and social media out there now, people can put out information. And I just hope they do it in a responsible way. Thank you so much for shedding a little bit of light on the journalism profession. Um, so I know that while you know you've you've been in journalism um, and radio, um, I know that you're also a DJ and you also work in museums. So I wanted to ask if you could speak a little bit about that and how you got involved in that work as well. Yeah, well, music and dance has always been a passion of mine, and when I was in college doing work as a, a radio journalist and production uh, engineer. I also started DJing dances at the college and that just stuck. And that's something that has been kind of a thread throughout my life that you acquire skills and I don't feel like you need to give them up. Like a lot of people say, oh, I played the clarinet when I was a child. Well, why don't you play an instrument now? <laughs> you know, I think that as we acquire skills and interests, passions throughout life, if it's something that still is interesting to us, we should continue to do that. And so DJing has been something that I've done as a side gig all these years. Um, and I don't see any reason to stop. I also love your DJ name. Can you tell listeners the name? and just a little bit behind that as well. My name is La Positiva, which means the positive one. And I try to really play uplifting and positive music that's danceable, but also has a good message, really positive message that brings people together and makes everyone feel part of the gathering, whatever kind of gathering it is. Um, I also tried to feature musicians who use their music in a very positive way. So that's where my name, DJ La Positiva, comes from. Thank you. That sounds lovely. And I think that really goes to show that you can be spreading positivity and creating a little bit of levity no matter what you're doing. So I, I want to ask, you know, since this is a podcast about creating change and you've, you've touched on that a little bit. Um, I want to ask if there are any other ways that you are moving the needles in your career and or life right now. Well, the radio program that I host is called Women Rising Radio. And for 15 years, we've been um, airing it on radio stations throughout the country, as well as um, online as a podcast. And what we do with that program 
is feature women change makers from around the world. So we really uplift their message in a way of getting out the work that they're doing, whether it be um, an environmental activist in Honduras or a human rights activist in Russia. All kinds of women have been featured over the years and the work that they do is really wonderful making those connections that women everywhere are affecting change and working to make the world better in every corner of the world. So that's one way in which I feel like I'm moving the needles a little bit, but everyone I think has to find their own niche and um, way of affecting change in their own lives. And one way I think for journalists and people who are involved in the communication world is to give voice to the voiceless. And that's something that I've always tried to do, not just interview experts, but interview average people to understand how situations are affecting them, how the news of the day affects their lives. And that's something that um, I don't think a lot of journalists do enough of. We get caught up in just interviewing as I say, the experts or the famous people or the um, opinion makers. And so many of the shows nowadays, nowadays on TV are like on cable news are just the talking heads. But I really loved interviewing everyday people and the wisdom and knowledge that they could bring to the table to me speaks volumes and much more impactful in terms of um, shedding light on a story. Yeah, I think it's a really important reminder that there are experts all around us and they're not, they don't have to be in high positions, but they, they are everyday experts. And cre- how do we create you know, a culture of listening to everyone around us? And I think that this advice is not only suitable for journalists, but also just everyone, young professionals in general. And to that end, I'm wondering if you have any advice for young professionals who are still crafting their path and figuring out what they want to do. Well, I think um, it's good to think outside the box, of course, and not to be afraid to ask hard questions, you know, whether it's to your superiors or colleagues, but really just try to flesh out what's going on and what's the impact of your work and how it could be reaching more people or serving a greater good. I think those are important questions to ask at any job uh, in any field. And also to seek out diverse voices because too often we only hear from a certain uh, kinds of people, certain economic bracket, racial preference, age, gender, and so on. And diversity clearly is very important in our world today where people are living much closer together in terms of traveling. Well, we used to be able to travel, (laughs) but in terms of people moving around in the world and interacting more, we need to hear that diversity of voices. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And a follow-up question I have to that is, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk around diversity and representation and different opinions. Mm -hmm. And a question that came to mind when you were talking is I was just wondering how we can seek out these voices 
in a genuine way and and not just in a like a tokenism way where it's just symbolic. Mm -hmm. Well, I can speak as a journalist. I would always, you know, seek to have at least three different kinds of voices in a story. And that would be like, say, the expert in the field on that particular subject, someone maybe from academia, and then someone just like a person on the street who was directly impacted by whatever the topic was. And I think that way you can bring a lot of diversity of opinion and experience to the story that you're trying to tell. Thank you so much. Um, so we're heading to the end of the interview here. And, you know, in our past conversations, I know that you do read a lot and you know a lot. So I, I want to ask for our listeners, if you have an inspirational book that you would like to suggest or a quote that you'd like to share. Yeah, I'm currently reading Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, and the subtitle is Creative Living Beyond Fear. I think it's very apropos to this interview, what she's talking about in this book is how to tap into your own um, specialness, basically, of what you bring to the table in this world and how you can best put it out to the world to not be afraid to believe in yourself and create what she calls big magic because when you take a leap of faith but also do the hard work that requires to get to that point the chances are you're going to be pretty successful because you've prepared for that moment and you've created the basis for which it'll happen and then you sit back and and see the results of your big magic that you bring to the world that is so wonderful, Sandina. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think our listeners will really enjoy that, you know, uplifting sort of half effort, half faith message. Before we end today, is there anything else that I didn't ask that you'd like to add? Well, for journalists, I would say don't stick to the script in terms of what you're supposed to cover and how you're supposed to cover it but rather ask yourself what stories do you want to communicate and what voices do you want to amplify what do you feel is missing from the rest of the the information out there how you can fill in the blanks and and tell that story thank you so much sandina i think that's very valuable advice for myself as well as i continue to think about sewing change and how to continue to illuminate these voices well, that's a great title for your podcast. And thank you so much for having me on as your guest. Of course. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Sandina Robbins on her career as a journalist, her experiences in radio, and her passion in spreading positivity through music. Through her work with Woman Rising Radio, Sandina is featuring and amplifying the voices of women around the world and the important work they're doing. Sandina reminds us to be open to what is out there in the world and to stay curious. And that's what I'm walking away from this interview with. Because if you're always curious, you discover not only the world around you, but also yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Sewing Change, where we explore change in all of its forms. 
If you want to learn more about Sandina and Sewing Change, please head over to our website at movingtheneedles.org. That's movingtheneedles, plural, dot org. If you liked today's episode, please do subscribe to Sewing Change on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do give us a review. Our show today would not have been possible without the help of Linda Tran and Fair Pisutisaran. Special thanks also to Judy Chen for designing our podcast cover. My name is Toffee Char, and this is Sewing Change. <laughs>